gosh, I'm so excited to see y'all and uh, start talking about some real estate tonight. Yeah, super excited about real estate. I'm glad we were able to get started early at nine o'clock. Um, you know, one thing I can say about real estate agents is we are always punctual. Yeah, when we want to be, <laughs> we are. And if we're not, we're actually never. Punctual. We'll give you a good reason. <laughs> yes. I am so sorry. I'm five minutes late. My cat just died. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't tell you. Uh, let's just text in traffic and say, Oh, I'm in traffic when really I'm checking out at Walmart because I haven't been able to get groceries all week. <laughs> oh my gosh, those Bozier trains oh are gosh. terrible. And I'm like in Shreveport off of East 70th. Clients like, like, that's weird because I'm right by the Bozier trains. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, just kidding. That's a- <laughs> So you don't know that joke. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, the Bozier train. That's funny. Or I'm like, oh, wrong person. That's been my fave, too. I've been like, I mean, I've done that before. Oh, my gosh. I didn't mean to text you. Oh, my gosh. I was this I thought I was texting Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's Brittany Shepard over there. Hey, hey. <laughs> and I'm Ansley Rammer. And uh, we are two parts of a team called Brittany Shepherd Realtor based out of Shreveport, Louisiana. Well, Shreveport, Bossier. Shreveport, Bossier, Benton, Stonewall, Keithville, Greenwood. We're Northwest Louisiana. And we would never forget about you, Halton and Stonewall. Shout out. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> and don't forget about Princeton. Oh, in Princeton. Oh, and you Ringgold folks. Mm-hmm. I've been there too. Just we saying. We represent you. And Minden. We don't play. Don't, don't forget. And Oil City. We haven't forgotten about you either. Mansfield. Mansfield. Mansfield How in the house. Forget? Yes. Oh my gosh. Mansfield. Hello. Oh my gosh. I can't believe we forgot about Mansfield. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we service all of Northwest <laughs> Louisiana. And basically that's, you know, Bossier Parish, Caddo Parish, Webster Parish. If you're listening to this podcast and you don't know what a parish is, is that's it the an- same thing as a township? That's for another episode. No. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, we are the only state that d- is divided into parishes and they're kind of like counties. Which is what yeah. makes Louisiana so cool, because not only do we have Mardi Gras in New Orleans, but we actually have some really interesting French culture in North Louisiana. Mm-hmm. But I think everyone thinks of Louisiana as basically, how close are you to New Orleans? <laughs> so we're closer to Dallas than we are to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That doesn't stop us from having some Louisiana culture in Treeport Bossier. Yeah. So if you want Mardi Gras, Jambalaya, Etouffee... Or you need a voodoo doll. We got you. Mm-hmm. You do. You can get them at most gas stations. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you know that is why I love you. <laughs> just, just throwing it out there. A little travel station. You can probably find one on a keychain. Once upon a time, it was 2020, and everyone suddenly loved plants including myself. And lucky for us, we have a virtual nursery who is ready to fulfill your new hobby. Sun Green Thumb is a local nursery who prides themselves in growing our community through plants. For the month of November, Sun Green Thumb is offering Sell It Sister listeners a 20% discount. All you have to do is enter promo code SISTER20 at checkout. Again, that's SISTER20 at checkout to receive your 20% discount on some amazing plants. Because seriously, you need plants. So go shop at sungreenthumb.com and enter promo code SISTER20 to get 20% off of your purchase. 
So this is a total side note that I'm going to save for later. So Mm -hmm. anyway. Okay. So we're trying to break down each of these episodes into a topic. Of course, one topic will lead to another that leads to another that leads to another. However, we are trying to hone in on the basic process of getting pre-qualified. That is what this episode is all about. Um, We're going to take you from start to finish. If you're a buyer, even remotely thinking about looking at a house in the near future, we want to give you a step-by-step guide to basically get you in the right position to um, look at houses and not waste your time, but help you know what steps are necessary to either get your credit in order, get your um, debt-to-income in order, whatever it is that we need to do to help you understand what home ownership means for you. That's what the point of this episode is. Yeah. So, um, like we said, we're we're two members of a team. Um, Brittany is obviously the she is our team leader. Um, I when I started with Brittany, I started specifically as a buyer's agent, and that is eighty five percent of what I do. Maybe dare I say ninety percent of what I do. I have a listing every now and then, but. Um, she is amazing and one of the most talented people I've ever met in my life, not just as a singer and a mother and a wife and just a friend, but just an amazing person in general. And that is why, friends, you are wanting to tune in to Sell It Sister, because when I tell you right now, this girl is entertaining, she is entertaining. Anyway, so, anyway, oh my gosh, <laughs> she's one of my favorite was. people ever. And as she regularly <laughs> likes to text me, oh, why are you so obsessed with me? <laughs> anyway, so um, I think that um, we should make a point to say that when you reach out to a real estate agent or you click a house on a home shopping website and you are connected to someone who could potentially help you purchase a home. It's very important to understand why that agent may tell you, I'm sorry, it's very important to understand why that agent may ask you if you are pre-approved or pre-qualified. I feel like we often um, run into situations where it's taken the wrong way. When an agent asks that question. It's so funny, Ansley. I mean, because everyone thinks it's, like, um, offensive. Mm-hmm. And we're like, dude, we're not here to, like, it's not about us. It's about you, truthfully. Because so many times we find the one. We go look at 20 houses and we find the one. And then we start the prequalification process. And we're like, oh, snap, you're not approved. You can't even get this house. That's heartbreaking. So it's like, we do it for you, you know, Mm -hmm. we do it for you so that you know what you can afford, what your monthly note's going to be, what, what to look and expect with homeownership. I think that a lot of times people think that we're just doing it because, you know, we ask that question like, oh, so basically you don't want to show me houses. Like, right. You don't want to show me, you don't think I make money. You don't think that I have good credit. No, it's, it's none of that. You can have all those things. Uh, We, we have clients that will say oh well you know i'm approved through quicken loans and base and that's fine basically quicken loans is you put your income in you put your social security number in they run your credit and they base off of your credit off of your debts off of your income that's what they qualify you on it literally takes five minutes yeah nothing that's the same thing with going with a local lender however when you do an online qualification like that 
oftentimes it won't, it's not totally forthcoming in what comes along with being qualified for a $250,000 house. Just because you're qualified for a $250,000 house doesn't necessarily mean you want to buy a $250,000 house. So, and that's the thing. Yeah. So, so many people go on Zillow, right? Because Zillow is like the premier um, forum, I think, for sh- home buyers that are shopping, right? And they go on there and they do the little mortgage calculator. And they're like, so wait, I can buy this house and only pay $700 a month? And I'm like, no, that's mm-hmm. not accurate, actually. And they're like, sometimes what do you mean? It is. Very rarely, though. Mm-hmm. But, but sometimes it is. Sometimes it is accurate. But it's because, like, the thing about using... A local lender is the fact that you've got a person who knows what your taxes are going to be, whether it's city or parish, or it's um, an accurate quote on homeowner's insurance or an accurate quote on just what the note in general would be with your with your interest rate. And I think that is a common misconception that everybody thinks they can just go online and fill out a mortgage calculator. And in truth, it's so good to use a local lender wherever you are. You don't have to be in North. I mean, any any parish, county, state, whatever, it's so important to have someone that's familiar with that market. And I think that that's also one of those things that Zillow, it's like Zillow is on the tip of the iceberg because they Mm -hmm. want to start that conversation. Absolutely. And I appreciate that because that's like, okay, like I appreciate you getting that conversation started. However, once that conversation gets started, that's when it's good to be like, go ahead and contact a local agent, Mm -hmm. contact the listing agent, contact the person that is on Zillow to help you because they are going to be so familiar with the market. They're going to be able to direct you with an accurate quote on what your monthly note would be or and just going off of you know contacting finally doing that contact an agent on Zillow that also is not a mandatory thing you can if you don't have an agent in mind or if you don't feel like you can ask someone to refer you to an agent it's a great tool that will connect you to somebody who hopefully can help you to the best of their abilities but also know that You know, um, a lot of people get taken advantage of sometimes whenever um, they're paired with an agent just because you're made to feel like you don't have a choice as to who your agent is. So explore both options. Explore, maybe have a phone call with an agent on Zillow. Exactly. Get their information. Maybe, heck, meet them for coffee. Talk to them and then maybe ask, you know, your best friend Susie who they recommend and have a sit down with each of these and then make an educated decision on who you want to work with. A hundred percent. Like you're not locked into anybody, but I think it's really cool because like we've had a couple of clients reach out, reach out to us lately who have said to me, you know, well, my friend referred to you, but I Googled you and I read your reviews Mm -hmm. and they were like, one of the things that we noticed about you is that you're very passionate about what you do. Like you and your team, y'all care about us and what our wants and needs are. And we've had other agents that make us feel like we're a transaction. And that was, that, that happened on Monday for Mm -hmm. us. Like today's whatever date is. Um, so (laughs) because that's the thing about realtors. It's March 457. (laughs) Yes. COVID 20, (laughs) COVID 2088. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what's, the, what's the movie where the uh, Will Smith is a uh, legend? Where uh, he's I like, am legend. yes, so and he's good. like, um, day 5,000 and of infection or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the thing about it is that you have to know your realtor. And the thing about that, and what I mean by that is, like, there are so many people that have their real estate license, right? They go online, they get their mm-hmm. license, they start re- selling real estate, and there's some amazing agents in town. There is nothing 
that I, I mean, there's very few that I could talk badly about, but there, there, there are a few that I won't name. But anyway, um, that's a, that's a, that's for another episode. Okay. I guess the point is you can have a driver's license and be a terrible driver. Exactly. And that's the point is that you need to find someone that fits your personality. It doesn't have to be, there's not one shoe fits all when it comes to realtors, I think. Absolutely not. Just the same way with lenders, which is what, this episode is about saying, you know, every lender is going to work differently. Some you're going to have minimal conversations with all along the way, but they'll get the job done. Absolutely. Some you might talk to every day and they will just tell you everything that you want to hear. And then three days before closing, the deal's not going to happen. Everyone is different in this business. We all make our own schedules. We all have our own worth, work ethic. And that is the same exact thing when it comes to lenders i mean it's where this it's the same so people call us all the time right because we're a military town you know we have bartsville air force base in bozier city and a lot of times you know we have these these military buyers that are moving from a different base and the first question out of their mouth is um or, or the first statement is okay well we got pre-qualified with so-and-so national lender and i'm like hey that's awesome we love so-and-so national render lender they're awesome However, it might, you might want to shop around local for rates and their processes, see what kind of discounts, you know, local lenders offer. And a lot of times it comes back that they think that we're getting a kickback, that realtors Mm -hmm. are literally like, oh, wait, so you're referring us to this realtor. Like, what do you get out of this? Mm -hmm. I think that, I mean, Ansley, do you not have buyers say that to you sometimes? Like, I've had that before where they're like, they think that, oh, well, she, and I've had to explain before, like, I'm not getting anything from this. Mm-hmm. I am telling you who to use because I've used the good ones, the bad ones, the the terrible ones. Like, mm-hmm. I want to save you the heartache of three days before closing being told, sorry, we can't close mm-hmm. this. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I think that makes a difference. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it also depends on the client as well. You know, if you're the type of person that wants to be able to get answers on a Saturday or on a Sunday or at 10 o'clock at night, there's going to be a certain lender for you that I'm going to recommend. Exactly. If you are a nine to five person and you understand, and you don't, and and you respect the fact that somebody might not be working after five. Okay. Well, I'm I'm going to, I'm going to refer you to so-and-so because I know that they were, they they work nine to five. And then we have other lenders that are like, Oh, it's, you know, 10 o'clock on a Saturday night. Mm -hmm. What you got girl, what you need? I'm calling them right now. They want me to call them now. Mm-hmm. Or they want me to call them at 9 a.m. tomorrow. Like, right. you know, that that makes a difference because we don't get to work on a schedule. Like, earlier we were joking about, you know, I don't even know what day it is because I really don't even know what day it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because the life of a realtor, right? Like, mm-hmm. it could be Sunday morning. It could be Friday night. Mm-hmm. You want to see some houses? I'm going to try to make it happen. Right. Whatever we can do to accommodate you, that's what we're going to do. But the number one thing that is the most respectful to agents in our industry is getting that prequal mm-hmm. because not only is it respecting you and your time and what you're looking for, but it's also respectful to us because we do have families, we do have children, we have husbands, we have nieces and nephews and friends, and we'll do whatever we can to make it happen or make it work for you. If we, if you need us on a Friday night, we're going to be there. But it's also like, you know, a, a respectful thing for you to be like, hey, look, this is the amount that I'm looking for. Because, like, if you ask us, oh, I'm looking for a house in Shreveport Bossier, and we're like, okay, do you need $50,000, $100,000, mm-hmm. $250,000, $300,000? Mm-hmm. Like, we could narrow this down so much to truly find 
what is right for you mm-hmm. so that we're not dragging you to 25 houses because we could drag you to 25 mm-hmm. houses, but we don't really know what's right for you. Yeah. And I think too, if you're one of those people that, you know, you feel like, okay, this should be an easy thing, which for most it's not. But if you're one of the lucky few that you go, I'm going to qualify. It's just a matter of how much. Um, we tell people all the time to kind of address it in a reverse way That's rather right. than saying to your lender, hey, what do I qualify for? Saying to your lender, okay, I can spend $1,000 a month and I need that to be the, the whole shebang, which is your house note, which is uh, your, your bills, taxes, your taxes, your insurance, whatever it is. If whatever you're like, it is, look, I want to spend $1,000 a month. That's what yes. I spend on rent. I don't want to yes. exceed that. And then that way your lender can run things that way and say... I mean, I feel like that's worth repeating. Say it again. Yeah. In your sexy voice. <laughs> so, yeah. So, say it in your sexy voice, Ansley. You know, if you want to tell your lender that you uh, qualify... I mean, uh, I can't even talk. Brittany just said sexy voice. But because I'm it trying, sounded I'm so like, good. Did I really say sex? Uh, no, she didn't. But no, dang, but really, so, it is real so, it, But it's so sexy whenever you have a client and they're like, yes. "Hey, I want to look for a house, and I'm I'm pre qualified for two hundred thousand, and because I know I only want to spend twelve hundred dollars a month, exactly, and I know that that's my budget, and I'm like, well." Sis, when and where? When and where? Let's get down. Like, I mean, like, you just talking my language. I'm like, boo, where you want to meet at? Like, I'm you right now. So, I mean, I'm just saying, say it in your sexy voice. Yeah. So, Sell that's it, just. sister. I can't. I almost. Uh, it's such a big deal. One of the very deal. first deal, deal. One of the very first deals that I did working for Brittany was with this precious family that ended up being so near and dear to my heart afterwards. Um, thank the Lord they forgave me. But I made the mistake. This is when I was inexperienced, didn't know what I was talking about. And I made the mistake of opening my mouth and telling these clients that a budge, a certain loan amount was going to cost a certain amount of money a month because I, I based it. Yes. yes. I based it off of my home. My I remember that. House. Yes. So I knew that I'd spent one hundred and thirty thousand on my first house, and that my note was about eight forty a month. So I told them that. Yeah, and we're shopping, 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 and they're like, "Okay, well, what if we did eight fifty? And I'm like, "Well, then we could probably go like one thirty five, one thirty seven. Yeah, you know? let's get crazy up like, in here. Okay, well, what about like nine hundred? And I'm like, "Ooh, girl, we're looking in the one fifties at this point." And so anyway, we end up getting a house under contract for one thirty five. And uh, when they went in to sign, after we were through inspections and we'd agreed on everything, they went in to sign their loan disclosures with their lender. And they call me freaking out because their note was like, you know, 25 bucks over what it was, what they thought it was going to be. And it was a very dollar. I mean, when I bought my first house, $25 was make or break for me. I I get it like a hundred percent. But I also remember being like, oh my gosh, like it's $25. But I remember that feeling on my first house note of like, okay, you said it was going to be this. And that's Mm -hmm. why it's so important to know that your realtor is not a lender. Yeah. We are not lenders. I learned my lesson the hard way. I never, I will never tell anyone ever again what something is going to cost them. I will tell them maybe like, okay, guys, within like a 50 to $100 ballpark, but I'm not ever going to do that again and we, because we've we even, almost lost the deal because the seller had I to remember, come down. I remember. And I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, it's 25 bucks. But then I also remember thinking 
okay, lesson learned. Like, it's so different for each person because we don't know what your debt to income is. We don't know what your job history is. We don't know what your credit score is. I mean, we don't know, you know, but they had that locked in their mind. And so when someone told them $25 more, it's like, wait, what? $25 Mm -hmm. more? And Mm -hmm. that kind of like it, it it affected the deal for them it kind of made them you know second we had to guess renegotiate the price and that's a big yeah. thing deal yeah <laughs> a lot of people like to rag on shreveport for one reason or another but as a diehard shreveport native i'd like to take a minute to say shreveport is cool and someone who feels the same way is a local artist named lauren ross lauren is a wife and mom of two who's done everything from directing local theater to running away with the circus. Her love for pop art and fashion has inspired her to create art that is truly one of a kind. And right now, you can get 10% off any purchase by emailing artbylaurenross at gmail.com. That's 10% off of everything from customs to her funky wine glasses. You can shop via Instagram at artbylaurenross or on her Shopify page at art-by-lauren-ross.myshopify.com. And don't forget, all you have to do is email artbylaurenross at gmail.com for your 10% discount. And thanks so much to Art by Lauren for supporting our podcast. Brittany um, made me think of another thing, debt to income, which is something that a lot of people don't know what that means they don't know what a debt to income ratio is which is i mean honestly the prequal process is what's your credit score how much money do you make and what's your debt to income or your dti Brittany, do you want to elaborate a little bit on debt to income yeah so i mean pretty much like it, it's it's a it's a numbers game, right? Because it's like, okay, I make, you know, $50,000 a year, but I have this much in student loans. I have this much in credit card debt. I have a car note. I have all these things that not only affect my credit score, but they affect my monthly income. I mean, if you're paying, you know, $400 a month on your credit card bill, one credit card bill, and then you've got, you know, a car note on top of that, but you're only making X amount, you have to think about that because the lender can only go so far. What is it? Mm-hmm. 52% or Depends something? On the loan type but exactly it's about 50 it's like 52 to 56 something like that and it like so and that's another episode where we'll talk about mm-hmm. <laughs> where we'll talk about fha you know rural development conventional the different type of loan products that are out there but one thing that's really important to know is that depending on what your loan product is like you may have a debt to income that's more sexy for a conventional loan mm-hmm. like there's different and it all goes into play there's so many different factors that you're really Realtor, that's why your realtor is going to refer to a lender expert as and a local lender expert if possible, because they are going to be able to tell you exactly what those numbers are. You know, your realtor can guess, you know, hey, look, I sold a house last week for two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars and this was their note, but debt to income is is a big deal and it's different for every person. So that's something that your lender can say, Okay, well when we pull your credit record credit report, we see that you owe, you know, You've got a $2,000 limit on your Chase card, but you owe $1,800 on it. Right. You know, that determines, you know, how how long ago you bought your first car. A common misconception is I have a lot of buyers that have called me in the past, even though I don't work with buyers as much now. Um, I had a lot of buyers that would call me in the past and be like, well, when I bought my car last month, my credit score was 
this, you know, and I got this interest rate. And I'm like, it is a totally different ball game. Mm-hmm. Buying a car versus a house. If you're even considering buying a house, don't buy a car first. Right. Buy <laughs> the house, yes. then buy the car. So I think that debt to income is something that if you're keeping up with your monthly bills and what you owe, then obviously, you know, you're, you're smarter than the rest of us. Cause I mean, when I bought my first house, um, in 2009, I didn't know what debt to income was. I was mm-hmm. like, well, I make this much money and I owe this much money. Like, well, and you, you also know. too, I have so many clients that are like, wait, but I can afford, I can afford $900 a month. And I'm like, yes, but on paper in lenders terms on paper, you know, this is just for math, for easy math sake. On paper, you make $3,000 a month, and 1800 of that is going to this revolving debt. It, so, therefore, you have a $1,200 difference. So, on paper, $900, that leaves you $300 in wiggle room on paper. Right. It doesn't matter if you have a side gig. It doesn't right. matter you have if, a side you have, gig or if you have 1099 income. It doesn't matter. You might be paying cash because you babysit on the weekends. You, have, I you mean, get tips. It, you get Whatever. tips. Whatever it is. But, like, your reported income. I mean, we have so many self-employed clients, do we not? Oh, yes. Who are like. We're self-employed. We're self-employed. I just bought a house. Yes, yeah, she did. <laughs> I mean, a, a gorgeous house and literally like is going I remember because you were like I make x amount you know and it's like oh my gosh but when you think about what your monthly note is people don't break it down to monthly I think they think well I make a hundred thousand dollars a year I make seventy five thousand dollars a year what do you mean well yeah but you might have child support payments Mm -hmm. you might have uh, student loans you might have credit card that are at such and such interest rates Mm -hmm. like we don't know you know and a lot of times people don't think that they're like well I make a hundred thousand dollars a year I should be able to afford you know twenty seven hundred dollars a month in a household but that's not the the case so it's really the the bottom line is it's so important to talk to a lender because that lender is the one that's going to give you accurate to the home figures for what the monthly note including taxes and insurance is going to be plus your interest rate and 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 i mean i'll be honest right now we have got so many buyers calling us because interest rates are historically low i mean i remember when my parents bought a house in 1981 it was like 12 and a half percent and I think that right now, I mean, we are getting, I mean, Ansley, didn't you get somebody qualified like a week ago for like 2.7? Crazy. Yeah. For a zero down, zero down loan. Now, granted, she had, you know, great credit, but yeah, it was a zero down loan pro- program, rural development for, I think, either 2.75 or 2.85. Which is insane. Locked I mean, when in. you think about how much house you can get, comparatively mm-hmm. speaking. Her note was like not even $1,100 for a $185,000 house. That's insane. Wild. I mean, and insane. And that brings me to our next point. Your house note is determined by a couple of things. Uh, it can be determined on what you put down. Yes. But what you put down is not going to make half the difference that you think it will. Not at all. Um, because mm. for Common every, every uh, $5,000 finance is about $25 a month. So I have clients all the time that go, oh, well, I only have to put $5,000 down. What if I put ten? And I'm like, it's really not going to affect your note the way that you think it's going to. Um, but the the other thing, though, the, the big thing is interest rate. Um, Huge. Your interest rate will affect your note. So when you have an agent that is looking out for you truly and they and they send you a text message that says hey get this rates just dropped 
uh, a half a percent. And that changes everything for you. Like, listen to them and hear them out. Because that is so true. 100%. My sister, my own sister, prime example, was buying her first house. She just closed on it a couple months ago. And she, um, her budget was 125000 Fantastic credit. Fantastic income. Like, she is so proud of her. Anyway, she qualified for about 125 for what she wanted to spend. Um, and rates dropped, right? And so my one of my lenders texted me. She's like, rates just dropped. I'm like, what would that change for my sister? And she's like, well, she can get more. Like, last week, a $125,000 house was going to cost her 800 a month. This week, a $135,000 house is going to cost her 800 a month. I called her right then and there, and I said, Megan, <laughs> we're going to look at houses because right now you can increase your budget ten grand and have the same note as you did last year at ten grand under. Like it's a we're trying difference. to help. Yeah, that's my point. But that's we're the thing is, like, help. it's not about us; it's about you. Yeah, because it's like people think that we're doing that to to you know say, oh, well, you're not good enough, or you're not qualified, or you don't make enough money. And I'm like, bitch, I don't care what you <laughs> like. I'm gonna be honest, like. Yeah. It's all, it's more about you than it is about us, but it is respectful to us to at least like listen to what we say. If we're telling you talk to this lender, it's because you can trust us. Like we're not here just for ourselves. We're here for you too. And we want what's best for you. And that's the, that's the reputation that we have at Brittany Shepard Realtor is that we mm-hmm. care. So it's not just about us. It's about you. And on that note, I have got to pee so bad. <laughs> hey, we're going to take a quick break and we're back. I'm so glad that we finally covered just the different things that, um, or the different, uh, misconceptions about, um, pre-qualification and pre-approval. And I think it's really important when you do go to, to talk to your lender, um, having an idea of what they're going to request. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes you know? it less scary. Cause I think a lot of t- the reason why a lot of people don't take that plunge initially is because they're scared. They're scared of rejection. Fear of the unknown. Of- yeah, reje- I mean, fear of the unknown, rejection. They don't know what's going to happen. Um, one of my favorite lenders ever says, she, he never says no. She always says not right now, which I love. I love that lender. Um, yeah, me too. But uh, so maybe if we could wrap up kind of with just a kind of checklist of what you might want to have handy when you do have that 15-minute phone call because literally, guys, 15 minutes every time. That's it. You know, they're... 15 minutes. It's like, literally, you can do it driving home from work. You know, you can do it on your lunch break. You can do it before work. I mean, there's just so many different scenarios. A lot of people have online applications. You don't have to have 20 different documents. But... Some of the things that you do need to be aware about are your taxes. Taxes Mm -hmm. being filed. You need your tax returns for the previous two years at least, right? Mm -hmm. If you're self-employed versus being an employee, so if you're 1099 versus W-2, that makes a difference um, because you need your most recent pay stubs. You need your tax returns. And Ansley, what else do they need? Um. I would say, okay, so best case scenario, you've been at your job for forever and you get paid W-2 and you you can just present some W-2s and get a verification of employment that you've been there forever and whatever. But um, in a different scenario, which is like me or Brittany, where we're 1099 income, you do have to have, for 1099 income, cannot say this enough, you have to have no questions asked, 
two years of tax returns because you have to show that you are able to produce 1099 income, A, for two years. B, they take an average. That's right. Um, and also, you know, we've had clients where they own their own companies and they've made $500,000 in the past two years. But they've only claimed sixty grand profit and loss so statement. That profit is and loss huge. statement. Profit and loss. Like you have to know, it's not just what you made; it's what you take home. That's exactly that's the number they look at. Number one, and so so many people have this misconception that they have to have all of these records for years back. They have to know what they made in January of twenty seventeen. No, you don't. We just need your tax returns for the previous two years. If you're self employed in ten ninety nine, right? If you're not self employed, then we. We need, you know, some of your past uh, W-2s, but there's a difference between pre-qualified versus pre-approval. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where a lot of people get confused because they think when they have this conversation, I've ha- I mean, Ainsley, have you not had so many buyers be like, well, I don't have any of, I don't have any of my pay stubs in front of me or I don't have any of my, uh-huh, and I'm going, uh-huh. okay, look, are you going to lie to this person? Because as long as you tell the truth and you give the most accurate information that you can, like you we can, can get go, an idea. We can get an idea. That's all that matters is we can get an idea. And so then that's where the pre-approval process comes in because it's like, I like to think of it like the pre-qualification is like, this is what we know. This is as accurate as we can be. But the pre-approval is going to back up what I said during that initial conversation. The pre-approval is going to be the pay stubs. It's going to be the employment history. It's going to be the um, the debt to income that we talked about. So I think that the initial conversation starts with, oh, okay, well, yeah, I made this last year and I have this much debt and I've been employed at so-and-so or I have worked for myself for the last two years. Whatever it may be, it's a very simple conversation to have. It takes 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes in the car, on your way home. You know, kids can be in the backseat. It's never too early either. Never too early to get prequaled. I mean, wouldn't you, I tell people this all the time as well. I mean, why not find out, why not find out today that you need another six months rather than in six months find out that you need another six months? Or today you find out you need two years of taxes, not Two years from now, finding out you need two years of taxes. So it's it's never too early. It's free. It's free. It's free, and it takes very little time, and it's so worth it in the end. Because here's the thing. Like, like Ansley said earlier, our favorite lender always says, you know, n- no, not no, but not right now. And so I think that's important because it's never too early to get started on your credit score, your debt-to-income. This is for a whole nother episode, but we could talk about people who have had to file bankruptcy or had foreclosures. A lot of times they think, oh, well, I filed bankruptcy. I can't buy a house for seven years. No, there's some, there's some, you know, different scenarios where you can, and it doesn't take as many years or as much income to get back on your feet as sometimes people think that it does. And especially with interest rates being so low right now, there's so much that you can do to get prepared for when that time period, when you are ready. And that's the point of talking to a lender mm-hmm. and getting that prequalled. But we'll talk about that in another episode. But <laughs> basically, get prequalled. When your agent tells you to get prequalled or pre-approved, they're not doing it for themselves. Okay, well, a lot of them are doing it for themselves. <laughs> Let's just be real. <laughs> because most realtors are shady as shit. But some of them are actually really cool people that care about you and want what's best for you. And we happen to fall into the latter category.
<laughs> so yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Honestly, we're we're kind of just here to to talk to each other and have a conversation and hopefully answer some questions. But if we didn't answer a question or if you have a specific question, um, you can email us at sellitsisterpodcast at gmail.com. That's sellitsisterpodcast, S-E-L-L-I-T-S-I-S-T-E-R, podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we hope to be answering some questions from you guys in the very near future. So thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Yeah.